Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. Fourteen public school students and parents are suing the state of Rhode Island, claiming that the state has failed to carry out its constitutional responsibility to prepare students to be good citizens. Their real aim goes far beyond the federal courts in Rhode Island to the Supreme Court of the United States in a 45-year-old ruling. Joining me is Casey Johnson, professor at Brooklyn College. Casey, tell us a little more about the lawsuit. All right, this is a lawsuit that was filed in late November against basically the political leadership of Rhode Island and the state board of education, arguing that the state of Rhode Island had failed public school students as a whole, and in particular, poor students and students of color, by failing to provide them a sufficient education in civics, a basic understanding of American government, of state government, of how politics and public policy uh, operate. And the lawsuit uh, cites a variety of statistics and surveys suggesting that really appallingly low percentages of public school students know basic understanding of data about uh, how the American government operates and how our system operates. And their argument, which is, which is a stretch, is that this failure by the state violates the constitutional right to due process of these students because the state is failing to, to train them as sufficient citizens and as prospective, in particular, jurors and voters. How many states hold their local schools accountable for teaching civics, and where is the line between what's acceptable and what's not? Right. It's a great question, and it's something that has, has shifted a lot in the last 25 or 30 years. So if you went back, say, to the 1960s or 1970s, civics instruction was a pretty common element of most public school curricula um, around the country. It has essentially evaporated at the high school level in the last two generations, along with geography, which is a related field, which also gets cited in the lawsuit. And the sense is that this is kind of boring material and that students already know this material and we need to broaden their curricular reach. So the, the lawsuit is correct in its argument that relatively few states are requiring this and relatively few students are actually encountering enriched civics education. The lead lawyer in the case argued a similar argument against the state of New York, but there he he argued under state law and the state constitution in, in a very sort of different framework than the Rhode Island lawsuit. The lawyers in this case are already talking about the Supreme Court, in this case possibly going to the Supreme Court. So To give some context, tell us about the case of San Antonio v. Rodriguez from 45 years ago. All right. So this is an early 1970s case. It was decided in 1973, and it dealt with an issue which which on paper is tangential to the issue that's before before this lawsuit. And it dealt with the, the question of unequal funding 
in public schools. You know, public schools, for the most part in the United States, are funded through property taxes. And so you know, if, if you're from a rich community, the, school, the schools are getting more than if you're coming from a poor community. And the plaintiffs in the San Antonio case argued that this disparity in funding led to such a disparity in the quality of the education that their rights as citizens, prospective citizens, and their fundamental right to education was violated. And the court ruled five to four Basically, that they, they could putt this question. The majority in, in the Rodriguez case said that even if we assume there's a fundamental right to a quality education, and they're, they're not quite willing to assume that, that simply because these schools had disparate levels of funding doesn't mean that the kids who went to the poorer schools were not getting a sufficiently quality education. So what this lawsuit tries to do is to say, look, we're going to document in this one area, civics uh, education, that these students from poorer schools are in fact not getting a quality education because I think everyone would agree that in an ideal world, public school students would understand basic uh, civics. And because we can document that these students aren't getting a quality education, the court should go back revisit the Rodriguez precedent and say that courts can dictate to states that they have to provide a sufficient level, minimum level, of quality to all students. So this is this case is really an uphill battle. It, it's a, it, it, an uphill <laughs> battle would be an understatement. Um, We're this, trying to think of what's worse than an uphill battle in, right. in a legal case. Uh, Right, because you know the seventy-three decision is a five-four decision with with the dissent written by Justice Marshall. Um, you know this is a much much more conservative court that we now have. So you would have to imagine Justice Kavanaugh, Chief Justice Roberts, um, adopting the thinking of Justice Marshall in dissent and applying it to a majority, which you know which is difficult to do. That said. Lawsuits often have multiple purposes, right? And so one purpose is to try to get this to the Supreme Court and to try to force the Supreme Court to address this issue. Before it does that, it would have to go through the First Circuit, which is a much more liberal court. And and there certainly are judges on the First Circuit that I could see as somewhat sympathetic to this to this viewpoint. But even if they lose in court, you know, part of the goal here seems to be, A, to shame the leadership of the state of Rhode Island to actually, you know, begin to address these questions, and B, to try to educate the public that issues that most people just assume are being taught in the public schools are, in fact, not being taught. And to the extent that, you know, that we're discussing this this case now, they are accomplishing at least that educational goal with the lawsuit, even if the the litigation itself remains, yeah, very, very much a long shot. Thanks so much. It, it is a fascinating lawsuit and an important issue. That's Casey Johnson. He's a professor at Brooklyn College. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcast. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.